Hello, this is Valra Pavaroskin, and you're listening to Cherry Jam. Hello, and welcome to episode 16 of Series 5 of Cherry Jam. Myself, Ed Price, and Jim Harley this week. Everyone else is ill. Like, I mean, everyone else. So, uh, Loz has got sort of man flu. Russ has got possibly COVID. Snowy's definitely got something. So, it's only us two. I've, I've possibly got something. Someone I was stood next to in the shed has it, but <laughs> I just get on with life. Yes, there's a lot going around. I've got a bit of a sniffle, I will be honest. Um, anyway, uh, not that you want to hear our, the ins and outs of our medical conditions and, and, uh, and syndromes. We have many. Um, we first want to start by saying thank you very much. Uh, we have been shortlisted once again for Best Rugby Podcast at the Sports Podcast Awards. Uh, we are among some very illustrious um, uh, names, including last year's winner, Winners the Rugby Pod. Um, there's also the official ITV Rugby World Cup podcast, the official Rugby World Cup podcast backed by World Rugby. Our, our friend of the pod, um, Mo Hunt, and her um, Skaz Rugby podcast. What's the official one? Is what, what do they call it these days? The good, the good, the, the good, Skaz, the, the good, the Skaz, and the rugby. That's the one yeah. I'm looking at. Um, we've got uh, a couple of other. Um, high-profile, corporately-backed, sponsored um, podcast. Oh, and, and brilliantly, uh, the Bears at the Gate podcast uh, are good friends and rivals, but not really rivals, um, who are down at Bristol, and they're independent um, podcast as well. So it's nice to have uh, our local our, lo- our local friends on board, um, uh, as long as we beat them, obviously, that's the most important thing. Um, so the voting has opened, um, and it will be open till the 28th of January, so please do keep voting. As yeah, I've tried. I've tried and failed. Um, yeah, my I, computer doesn't know my login information, my phone does, but my phone doesn't like to allow me to scroll down far enough to be able to do it. So maybe if I've got a bit more time, I'll try and put my phone into desktop mode yeah. on chrome and it'll work a bit better but i'll get there i'll get there eventually get there. you have, you'll you have to create an account to do it don't you so you can't really cheat I the system I, too yeah, easily i think you do although i noticed this morning that um well, well this afternoon when a few people i think managed to vote on the pc and you didn't have to log in although that might just because my did automatically i don't know we'll see but yeah any problems do let us know and we'll try and direct you through that process to get you to vote for us because you have to vote for us. That's the look. That's yes. the rule. We're not um, going to help you voting for someone else. That would no, just be absolutely insane. not. No. Why? Why would we? We want to be. We want you to vote for us. Um, and thank you very much to, to the club um, who've already um, given their support and retweeted us. And and um, I think hopefully going to do something a little bit close to the to the deadline. Um, so that was the first thing. So thank you very much for that. It's really really good to have our name up there again. Um, we will now move on to some of the funner things um, that have happened over the last couple of weeks, mainly we've won two games. That uh, is like, had we done that at any point this season? One, two? Uh, on well, we, we won seven on the bounce, technically. No, they didn't count, did they? Pre-season games. But we did games. win the first two league games of the season. So... It's been a while. It's been a while, yeah. There's the fact we've forgotten is, is probably not a good sign. So, yes, we, we've won two games, which we will be talking about in the second part of the pod, but we thought we'd start the, the first part of the pod talking about a few things that happened at the weekend. Um, entertaining, controversial, um, and and um, and sometimes 
slightly scary. So the first thing is just to say the chariot sort of returned. Yeah. So was it um, was no, it University you, of Gloucestershire? University of Gloucestershire Dance Society. Cheerle- yeah. So they're mm. not deemed cheerleaders; they're deemed dance society. Yeah. Um, and they did some cheerleading. Um, they did. But what was your major concern, Jim? Because I always enjoy your major concern whenever anyone gets on the pitch. Well, they weren't wearing the correct footwear. They definitely <laughs> didn't have um, molded or studded boots. No. Um, and they weren't wearing blades either, which I don't know is worse than flat-soled shoes. But they definitely had um, your flat-soled Converse-style sneaker. Yeah. And that, you know, under the mass of some 50 kilo semi-professional dancer is clearly going to do untold damage to the surface um so when uh we miss kicks because of um poor planting foot placement um the next home game then we can totally blame um whoever let them on um although they do seem to have relaxed that significantly because the tug of war teams clearly are wearing whatever the hell they like i know that's not on the pitch but it's so that's not on the pitch incredibly it, close to the pitch and it is on mm. the surface um so maybe they've realized they don't need to be quite so stringent with it um and sarah elgin can get back and back to wearing her stilettos or whatever she's going to be wearing some, <laughs> some ridiculous uh, knee-high boots because um, her and uh, Orla are obviously having a bit of a who can wear the most outlandish outfit in uh, TNT kind of presenting. Uh, they'll probably have some little competition coming up to Christmas, won't they? You know what these people are like, trying to get in song titles or whatever in their commentary. I'll, I'll be honest, because I don't because I don't have TNT, I, I used to be able to watch my dad's BT, but uh, with the TNT thing, it's a little bit more challenging because you've got to have the discovery and all sorts of bits and bobs included. Um, I um, I haven't really watched a huge amount of other rugby outside of the, the highlights and stuff, so I haven't paid as much attention to Orla and Sarah as you may have done, Jim. Uh, um, but, I've uh... just noticed that, you know, <laughs> it's... it's the thing is, because I know Orla from her Eurosport presenting on the cycling days. Yes, to be I fair, she... you do. I mean, I'll be honest. You 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 spoke of Orla before I um, ever yeah, heard of her. Yeah, so. she's 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 always liked to, you know, she'd wear a, a yellow yellow dress um, on the final day of the Tour de France and have polka dot socks and all the rest of it. You know, she she, she kind of likes to dress for the occasion and i think mm. when she gets a little bit more settled in rugby she she might start doing um something that's kind of befitting the uh dressing as a gilbert ball no i was thinking more like the old sky cameraman that used to oh, have oh, one, right, one yeah, sock yeah. of each one team. sock of each yeah true that might be slightly better than a gilbert ball um but you never know um she could dress as the deans well, I'll just have a have a rugby ball coming out the top of her. Um, I've read. Fancy, yeah. Fancy, fancy, fa- fancy um, fascinator. What do you call hat. it? A fancy fascinator. That's the word. Fascinator, fascinator hat thingy. Yeah, we are. Look at us talking about fashion like we know what we're talking about. Yeah, uh, that that might come up next year. <clears throat> anyway, um, yeah, God help us all. Right. Anyway, the um, yeah. So that was it. Was interesting. I, it was very much um, out of the blue because I'd not heard anything or seen anything that they were gonna 
um, mention it. I'm not sure because they normally get a, we normally get an email. Well, I do. You don't because you never get the club email. But we uh, we normally get an email from the club saying uh, um, that uh, this is the plan for the for the weekend. Um, and um, well, I didn't see that in this this week, so that it was a bit of a bit of a shock. Um, not normally the club are quite good at kind of putting out a little bit of a, a teaser, aren't they? Yes. Saying, oh, there's something, something even better than the tug of war coming at half time. Yeah. Not, um, and it just kind of, may, maybe sometimes. I mean, like like the other thing we're going to talk about. Sometimes it's easier just to, um, just to throw something, throw something at you, and then deal yeah. with the fallout. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did. I did note that they were pretty quick to say University of Gloucestershire, as yeah. as all these girls in their short skirts run out. So. So all, all all the old men can go. It's okay. They're all over eighteen. Yes, that that was quite evident. I th- I do think we missed it. It's the trick that they could have just been instantly rebranded as the Chariots. Although, as as I found out very quickly from the people around me, there is probably a very small minority of people who actually remember the Chariots. Um, yeah, certainly probably... when I shouted it in the shed, everyone looked at me with blank faces, like, yeah, "What is he yeah. talking about? Is he just that, made up a name for these people?" That that might also that also might be the fact that people have wiped it from the memory because of the sheer horror of the chariot. Uh, yeah, the only dance very good were they? No, the only dance should be got worse as the season. <laughs> the more they did the dance, um, but no, that was that was entertaining. The second thing that happened, and we're going to come on to you mentioned it there, which Jim, I think, I think it's fair to say. You had your re- initial reaction was quite a forceful one, but you've now cut. You've now sort of calmed I've, that, and I've, you're a little I've bit calmed more. A lot down. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to I go was, through your was, reaction? Yeah. What well, I think I was just dumbfounded. Absolutely right. What's going on? Um, and to be fair, I seem to recall. Maybe the, the the dwellers of the shed have kind of forgotten um, what we used to do post post victory, um, because you know after a game we would burst into song and sing "We Are the Gloucester Boys," mm. but um, on this occasion it seemed like everyone just left. Um, you know, maybe there were obviously the the few that go down to the front to get their selfies and signatures and such like but it did seem like there was quite an exodus um so maybe people are just using used to disappearing quickly because they're a little bit um upset with themselves but um yeah then all of a sudden there's this noise that that comes (laughs) out and and um you know like you like you said ed i'll be honest at first at first here the uh we are the gloucester boys um, done in a somewhat more professional fashion than um, we will do ourselves in, in the shed or in the grandstand. Um, I was like, what is this monstrosity? Um, because to be fair, having listened to it again on YouTube, it's not quite so horrendous. Um, but I was stood next to the member of Gloucestershire Rugby, um, Gloucester Rugby staff Yes, that came up with the idea in a brainstorming type uh, meeting, and said, "I think we should modern do a modern version of We Are the Gloucester Boys." And he he said to me, he envisaged um, having kids rapping it or something like that, and sort of it being a bit more urban, um, rather than 
Um, and I think that would have been a hundred percent worse personally. The idea of kids wrapping oh, it. it, it, it probably wouldn't have worked we're not quite urban enough in gloucester are we um no <laughs> uh, but and uh, what i thought was a bit weird with the video was that they've got all these ages of gloucester shirt going back to about 2001 mm. but they don't have very many of the new ones and you'd think like big doug would want to get a bit of bit of branding rather than um all the unipart and uh and such but you know i like that, that at least the the media and marketing team are kind of uh, uh doing stuff it's obviously i don't know who the people are that were the, the musicians um i'm assuming they were they are somewhat local and it so, wasn't something yes. they paid a huge amount of money for you got any info on the so artists the, i think they are quite successful local artists now the, the the actual band themselves i've got the name of them uh that is tux fizz which is a clever little play on yeah. play on um and um yeah from what i from what i've gathered and garnered from some comments that have been sent our way um that um yeah they are a a, a pretty successful local band I think sort of rooted in the folk um, uh, genre, genre, shall we say. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, look, like anything like this, particularly when you're dealing with something as traditional, because let's be honest, it's a, it's a very traditional song. It's a world war one song uh, or around that era. We're not actually uh, unique in having this song. Um, it's been kind of was copied and used by other cities. I think there's a, we are the Blester boys, very similar um type of um of song with lyrics etc the same tune um i think it was used or from my understanding and kind of vague recollection and history of this this song it was used during the first world war for a lot of the pals battalions and things like that so that's the sort of general history of it if anyone could like to correct me please do but that's the history i could find on it um it's going to be difficult because it's very emotive on for some people you know it's an old-fashioned song it's it's uh traditional song that very few Gloucester fans kind of know. Um, as you mentioned, there's a sort of hardcore in the shed that sing it. There's a few people around me who know the words, but it's not yeah, well Yeah, I known. remember years and years ago, like 12, 15, maybe more, hmm. um, someone actually went to the trouble of printing, like, I don't know, 100 copies. There is, There are words that flow and around. Also, they, just they yeah. handed them out to try mm. and get everyone singing it. And to be fair, I think it worked quite well on that occasion. And then, you know, much like anything, you know, you have a couple of beers and you don't really care if you get the words a bit wrong. You just join in. And then after you've sung it a few times and you get corrected, you get it right. And then mm. more and more people sing it and more and more people get it right. And if you don't know the words, you just go. Mm -hmm. Well, we, I mean, we, we were commenting to our French friends that we made on uh, Friday night that um, when the Marseillaise was sung uh, vociferously <laughs> in the shed, the only bit that Gloucester fans used to kind of know was the Marchand, Marchand bit, which, you know, um, but you're right. I mean, I think the probably, I think the issue with my, and again, my memory's maybe a bit lacking here, but I think the issue with the the song is it generally is only ever sung when we win, normally at the end of the games. So if you're not winning much, that song doesn't get sung a lot. And also I would always, I'd even argue it's not every week. A lot of the time you hear that song, it's during big wins. 
over your local rivals or big wins over really um, sort of noted opposition is back in the day when you used to hear it quite a lot. Um, and there's been a couple of famous examples of, of people recording it. There was, I think, Churchdown Male Voice Choir, which definitely did a thing on Radio Gloucestershire, and I'm trying to find it. Again, I will, if I can find it, I will share it on Twitter. Yeah, I've got, I've got um, uh, a guy that I used to play skittles with that's in the uh, in the Churchdown Male Voice mm. Choir. So I'll, um, I'll ping him an email and um, and see if we can't find out where that might be because yeah. that was that was pretty good. I remember, you know, it was in yeah in in much the same way. It doesn't sound anything like the people in the shed shouting it does yeah and, and the other thing as well to bear in mind is I, I, I do remember when we got to the final in 2003 that before the kickoff uh they did a they did a rendition of it um which was lovely it was really really good but then of course we lost and got hammered and i think people again it's that negative association that comes with it i, I yeah it, i mean i thought I, I there's a few little weird weird and wonderful things about that version um the um the introduction of uh, we are the cherry and whites as a, a line in the song, uh, which doesn't isn't included in the original. Um, that's, the, the... that's kind of what threw me because that's the bit I heard like yes. over and over and over again. I was like, "What are you doing?" Whereas actually, the, the song starts off, or you know, pretty much um, as it as it should. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, they they get the first sort of part of the song. Um, there's no. Um, was it Maggie Deer, Pint of Beer, yeah, a Tupney bit and a Tupney hate me. Uh, ticket to the rugby match. Stick a rock and a ticket to the rugby match to see old Gloucester score a try, the best try in the land. We are the Gloucester boys. There are other verses, but we definitely can't sing those because they are horrifically racist. And I'm not even under underestimating that. They are horrifically bad. Um, again, different era, but you definitely can't sing those songs. Um, so yes, um, it's a bit like um, that, that some other. Uh, verses of the national anthem can't really sing those anymore um but yeah so uh, just it was interesting it was i think it's a good idea it's all for charity i should we should add you know it's all for the four ed charity um you can get it on spotify on apple music i think a few other places as well yeah. um, is it going to be christmas number one ed i would say no i think it's almost certainly going to be pogues uh uh Fairy Tale in New York. If I was if I was going to be a betting, I'm, a, I'm not really a betting man, but if I was going to stick a fiver on it. Probably not. We are the Gloucester Boys next year when we've won, uh, when, we, when we've magically come back in the league and won the league and Challenge Cup. That's when it will be number one. And they'll do like a um, David Guetta mix of it or something. Yes, mm -hmm. with Nicki Minaj because she's always on his songs. So you can see again, we've not we've not only touched on fashion, we've touched on popular music this evening, Jim. This is what the listeners want. Um, <laughs> uh, right. So yeah, they were the two little interesting bits of the weekend. Um, and then um, one other aside as well, Jim. I thought the it was lovely to see some loud, vociferous, and genuinely charming away fans from Claremont yeah. this weekend. Um, I was chatting to a uh, a chap from Gloucester that moved to Clermont-Ferrand about 30 years ago. And I think it was, he was saying it's his first time back in Gloucester. Um, and yeah, he has kind of adopted Clermont-Ferrand as, um, as his new as his new home and Clermont-Ferrand as his new side. And um, 
they were they were great, and they also like what well, the guys that we were speaking to. Oh, it was ridiculous. Their their you know their English was fantastic, which was just as well, because, <laughs> um, especially that many points in. Um, my French was non-existent, so uh, really, really good. That uh, my mum is actually just laughing at me over hearing me say that. <laughs> um, yeah, so it is. Um, it is great that we get still get, you know, that sort of um, home, home and away fan interaction, and you know there was a proper cheer when when the blue and yellow. I won't call them army because I think there were mm. only three of them. But when they walked into the pelican. There was a huge cheer from everyone in the bar, and you know everyone was very welcoming. And and then there was lots of questions about, well, which one's the most like lager? Um, <laughs> uh, and, and all of them, um, all of them are like lager. In yeah, the... you want to get yourself some of this twelve percent imperial pastry. Uh, yeah, get some of that in you. And they, they loved it. And and um, it's it's one of those things. I can't believe it's the first time we've played them. Yeah. Um, well, we we played them in a in a friendly tournament um, about eighteen years ago, I think maybe, because uh, my dad went. It was in Isoir, which is sort of southish. I don't know. And um, we played them in a friendly, got hammered, obviously, because it's that was when they were good. Um, but um, yeah, they they they. It is ridiculous that we've only played them. This is the first yeah. time we played them in the. Cup. In, in, a, in, a, in the competition so mm. I, I and I think we've, we've had this discussion before it's just a real shame that we uh, we didn't get a French team away because I think everyone likes one of the French away trips and the fact that we've got them both at home is a bit of a shame um, and we could go on forever about how the pool system is just absolutely bonkers and please 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 European rugby go back to how it was pools of four three home and three three away games yeah because i think we'll, we'll kind of touch on that now before we move on to our our games but there was a lot of stuff this weekend around um weekend teams uh and um uh, and play and teams going out and, and putting um putting weekend teams uh, out so i think especially if you're traveling you know there's there's teams traveling to south africa you know f- for five you know five days after you you can't you can't expect to travel to South Africa and play a game the next day. You need to have another day of kind of getting your body used to um, the the climate. You know, going from uh, northern hemisphere winter into a southern hemisphere summer. So it's mm. kind of yeah, it's it's not great, is it? No, and I think the other part of that as well is that you've got um, the uh, You've got the going to South Africa bit, but you've also come the coming back from South Africa bit, in that you're going straight from a, a weekend in South Africa to playing a Premiership game, for yeah. example, or a URC yeah, or game, top, or, or a top, top, top 14, fourteen game. So you know, La Rochelle, for example, are, are zero for two, um, and you know, I'm sure they're disappointed with those two defeats, but <laughs> they've had to play Leinster and Stor- was it Stormers, wasn't it, in South Africa. That's not. I mean, that's that's ridiculous, really. When you think that you then got to come back and play um, three or four um, top fourteen teams games before you crack back into Europe again. So yeah, I I, yeah. I, I agree with you. Well, I think we all agree, don't we? That the format's wrong. We need to change. Go back to the old format. 
um, it's better for supporters. And if we can bin off the South African teams in the first it, it, as well, I think that would be a, a win for everybody. Um, one of the things, and I, I, I mentioned it before coming on about, I was trying to find, I know it sounds daft, I was trying to find highlights of the Bath Cardiff game, managed to find them eventually. But um, one of the big sort of things this weekend was how good and the how, how well supported and how, how much people enjoyed that Anglo-Welsh battle and it has now seemed to resurrect again that that maybe that desire to bring the Welsh teams into the into the English league, um, which we will touch on again probably in a few weeks' time, maybe when when there's been a bit of a, a lull. But it, it was um, a big crowd, good win for Bath, to be fair to him, um, and, uh, and and again lots of people saying that that should be something we should see more regularly. Mm. I'm I'm just looking at the La Rochelle fixtures. Mm. That there are a way to stand. Stade Francais, which I think they'll probably forfeit um, because <laughs> yeah. they, they're then home to Toulouse. Yeah, so it's not getting much easier for them, is it? No, they 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 you know and it is um it's just tough, isn't it? It's like you know we 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 call it, don't we, in the Premiership that there are no rest weeks no. unless you're playing Gloucester, um, <laughs> yeah, and true. um and and for the for the French it's. You know, probably even more so because they're all even better than all of our teams. Yeah. Um. One thing. I, so we, what we will do now is um we will move on to our uh, games. Um. And um we will talk about. Uh, first of all, we'll talk about the um win away in Georgia. Uh. And then we will uh talk about our fantastic win uh over Clermont. Right. Um, so we didn't have a podcast last week, mainly because it was very difficult for us to watch the game full stop. Uh, it was on via play and it was in Georgia and it was during the middle of the day. And yeah, um, there were no streams outside of the via play stream. Lawrence, bless him, did a very nice thing. And he, he, he streamed it via his phone, via his iPad to us on a WhatsApp group. So we had we had a interesting video call, didn't we? Where we basically yes. saw... Um, Lawrence's feet that were supporting his iPad, and, the, and I'm sure to to Lawrence it was a fantastic 4K resolution, but clearly to us it wasn't. No, um, but and it, it, was it, half, was something. it was half a mobile phone screen because the other half of the mobile phone screen I had Ed's face, and Ed obviously had my face, or at some points probably other parts of me because I was just listening to their reactions and commentary as I was driving to um, the Hartbury Stadium. Which so, we'll come on to in a bit as well. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, it's um and and actually I, I got a message um this weekend off mm. my boy and saying, you know, so I was at King's Home watching the game and he says, Oh, is there any you know, what channel do I have to go? He just assumed yeah. that he could turn on the channel. Um, and, and watch the game as he's done in the past or is it you know is there a link and um, our Russian friends seem to be concentrating their efforts on the Champions Cup understandably mm. I probably would if I were them um, and it's quite unusual that it's only on a streaming service you know if, if Sky had the rights rather than TNT you'd be like oh, fair enough they that's a that's a clever clever little purchase for them to have but um, yeah I, I would imagine there were quite a few people. I'm 
I'm aware of quite a few people that stumped up the cash. Yes. Um, to 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 get the via play stream. Um, and I hope I haven't heard any negative thought, you know, feedback from it that it was poor quality or buffering or anything like that. So yeah, from what um, I understand, maybe maybe more well. people will do that. Get a weekend yeah. pass for it. Yeah, I think from what I understand, it went it went okay and went well. Well, actually, it's um, a month pass, isn't it? A month oh, pass, yeah, yeah, a month pass. That's right. Um, so uh, obviously, we that we have now watched as much of the game as we possibly could have, the highlights, etc., and 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 followed it on on the day. Um, fundamentally, it was a win, and I think we've seen this weekend with Scarlet's result against them that actually it might turn out to be a decent win. Um, I think they they probably surprised a few in their win over in the Scarlets. I thought they were exactly what I, I was expecting in Georgia. They were a very kind of limited side trying to use their pack. But to be fair to Gloucester, our pack went pretty well. Our scrum went very well. And actually that's pro- pretty much the difference on the day. Um, the conditions weren't great, Jim. I mean, the, the, the weather looked pretty appalling over there. Yeah, even even on Lawrence's resolu- resolution. Yeah. Um, the the rain was was coming down pretty hard. Um, the pitch looked pretty good, but mm. um, yeah. And you know, I think we probably went with a game plan to to just keep the call, keep the scoreboard ticking over, not take the risks, take yeah. the points. Um, and it, like like you said, I mean, it's very easy, isn't it, to come away from a game thinking, oh my god, how did we only just scrape a win there? But you know, as we as we go forward in the in the competition, it may well it may well ring that um, that was a fantastic result, and I I, re- I really do hope that that Black Lion kind of progress because mm. the way they the, the way they clearly played um, this weekend against Clenefly and uh, and yeah, that they're half about. Yeah, I think they've got Clermont and Castra to play. Um, they're their two remaining games. One of which will have to go there, and they'll have to go, obviously, the other way. Yeah. But then, uh, but then, there's a real chance that those are kind of going to be dead rubbers um, for for the French teams. Yeah, I mean, you look at it. So Gloucester, with we'll, we'll come on to our, 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 our the other the other game in a minute, and where we are, where we sit. But Gloucester now, obviously, in a very good good position in the pool. Top four qualify for uh, the next round, round of sixteen. Um, so. You look at the team. So Scarlet's got zero points. Um, you, you'd fancy you'd fancy Gloucester probably to to be to be okay to get out of that pool now. Um, but on on the the performance generally, I think there were a few. I thought there were a few slightly frustrating things. I think defensively we looked a bit iffy again, and um, the I thought our, our we, we, we let him in for quite a soft try, didn't we? Soft try. That, we got a bit lucky. Half. Yeah, we got a bit lucky with the other try not being given in terms of the player um, obstructing um, and then it being called back and getting a penalty for that. Because I think if they'd scored that try, we could have been in real trouble. Um, and then obviously, fair play to George Barton, because again, those conditions were pretty appalling and he, he nailed his kicks. And he, that's, he, that's he, all he you can ask for very, in those situations. Well. Yeah. Um, I think the, probably the only thing I would say is that we looked very pedestrian in the midfield. Um, and then that very much um, goes against what happened against Claremont, which we'll move on to now. So the, the Claremont game was about as chalk and cheese from most of this season as, as you can get, really. Is, is, it, is it Santi at 10? Is, is that the difference? That having your fly half that's just a little bit more on the gain line 
mm. um, a little bit flatter, um, is inviting runners because we, I mean, or is it just Zach Mercer just being Zach Mercer? Um, because we definitely, I think Zach Mercer was top of the charts for the weekend Again. for his carries, 20 yeah. lots. Mm. Um, and yeah, we seem to just be hitting the line with pace. Um, the ball seemed to be zipping about really quick. I mean, Thorley had a couple of fantastic runs. Um, obviously, um, you know, May scored um, the, the the opening try. Mm. Um, you know, Zamet was 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 doing well as well. So there's, there's definitely something's worked. And I'll tell you what I was most pleased about was kind of the way whether it would be just a turnover or you know not so much a score but just more of a, a turnover or just a really really good sort of try saver type tackle um it was those sorts of situations where the guys that are getting up off on the floor they're all being patted on the back there's that, that kind of camaraderie and i feel like that might have been missing for mm. for a few weeks so i feel like the the team of um gelling again and playing for each other a bit more and maybe the the issues that that the backroom kind of had a month ago they've been resolved and certainly by the looks of like you said you know by the looks of the play um we're we're back to being an attacking team and some of the defense was superb as well yeah, I mean, the key players, I thought, as you kind of mentioned two of them already, sort of Santi at 10 made a massive difference, just having that player who can who can kind of put doubts in the mind of the defenders. I mean, look, we're not criticising George Barton here. We need to be really upfront about that. George plays a very different game and I think is more comfortable sitting deeper. But as we've said, that does mean that the blitz defence is a lot easier to, to enact against our attack. When you've got a player like Santi who's, able and willing to maybe take it to the line a bit more it just holds that outside blitz a little bit longer which means you can get the ball out to the to the centers and create a bit of space yeah that double miss pass boom yeah um and, and all these sort of things that you know they're, they're very very small things but if you can get them to work it, it helps i thought i mean look i'm not saying we're a one-man team but bloody hell's that mercer makes such a difference i mean he's head and shoulders he was the best player on that pitch on on friday night um i know that santi got player of the match um, but I thought I thought Zach Mercer was just immense. Um, I, I also thought, and you mentioned defence, Chris Harris, that's his best game I think we've had from him from a long time defensively. I think the intensity that he brought in defence, something we kind of almost took for granted. And so when you see him maybe not hitting that height, those heights in terms of his form and his performance, it's a bit more noticeable, but he was so good uh, on um, on Friday night. And, and uh, I, I particularly, I would say the last 20 minutes where he was hitting some of the Claremont players and just driving them back. And then you get up and do it again. And you're like, bloody hell. I wouldn't yeah. want to be, I wouldn't want to be trying to run really, that line. I, I love the way he runs that arc. He kind of like, right, right. I'm going to be tackling you about there. Yeah. And he'll come in and he'll go with, he'll slap the fend. He'll get the fend away. And then he'll just smash the shoulder in massive leg drive. And he's not, he's not a huge chap. No. And he, he really, you know, on a tackle that you think is going to be a 50-50, he makes it so, so dominant. Yeah. I think also, I have to be honest, again, I'm a big fan of Seb Atkinson. Um, and obviously, Mark Atkinson's done a huge amount for us as a as an attacking threat. 
I do think Max Llewellyn is now in pole position um, as as a centre partnership with with Chris Harris. I thought he was he, he he again because of his bulk, because of his size, and he's you know he's a quick guy. He kind of held the defensive line just because I thought if he gets the ball and he's running again with Santi there, then we could get people running at pace. I thought he did a good job. And as you mentioned Thorley already, I thought Thorley did a, there was a, he was so unlucky on one of the moves where it was off the back of a line out and Thorley came off the inside ball. And it was, it was a really good tackle by the, I think it was the uh, Claremont eight um, really kind of did really good tackle. Managed to slip down and get his legs. Cause otherwise uh, Thorley was backing through, uh, through the, through the space. But um there were a couple of occasions on, on Friday night where Thorley off that inside ball, just off the back of a line-out or back of a scrum, looked really dangerous again. And it's just it's those things that you think, okay, there is a way forward. We can see that that thing improving. There are still issues. I mean, look, I thought um, we kicked the ball away again a little bit too much. There were times when we had quick turnover ball and the instant thing we thought to do was kick it. Um, and again, I think also at times are... We've praised the defence, but I think I would say in the first ten minutes our defence was a bit too passive. We weren't we weren't really engaging um, Claremont uh, enough, um, and, and also we weren't competing in the rucks. As soon as we start competing in the rucks, our defensive system looks on the money. It's if we if we start if we start we don't do that and we kind of sit off, sit off or stand off. Um, and let the opposition have the quick ball. It's more like, like a, a matter of time than than not of them scoring tries. So that that's maybe just a lesson learned. Now they just say, look, we've got to compete at the rucks. That allows us to maybe save a bit of our intensity in defence, um, and we can go from there. Um, I thought the uh, <laughs> the the most the one of the weirdest tries I think I've scored. I think we've seen was the uh, instant repost to. Um, uh, May's try in the first half, which it was talk about a catalogue of errors. So, poor kick followed by uh, poor tackle, followed by Jack Clement, who actually had a really good game in just inadvertently throwing the ball straight into the arms of the nine. Um, who then runs yeah, in. That, I mean, it was when things are going for you. <laughs> That that kind of oh he's just saved a ball you know save getting tackled into touch great mm. when things are going against you that's exactly what happens and it's so so easy in hindsight isn't it to say yeah well why don't you just take the tackle and go into touch you know everything resets and game over but it's kind of positive in a way we've got that mentality that play at a high pace I mean to be fair they were dropping the knee quite a lot and slowing the play down so yeah. I think oh, it, it definitely stopped happening quite as much later on in the game. I don't know whether the players that were hanging got subbed or whether Holly as referee kind of maybe... Sped it up a bit. Um, yeah, mentioned it to the captain and said, I'm not having this every every break in play, someone taking the knee. Mm. Um, so it definitely, um, you know, I, I, I'd much rather be supporting a team that took a few risks... And you know, went with a. You, you take risks, and if if more than fifty percent of them pay off, you, you know you're winning more than you're conceding. So um, that that for me is exciting rugby. You know, you look at the teams that are doing it really well, like the likes of Harlequins. Um, 
it, it's it's a it's a joy to watch. So hopefully we can not be chastising these players too much for some of their some of their small errors and praise them for some of their um, some of their adventure. Yeah, and I think the other player I thought did really well on on um, on uh, Friday night. Um, someone who again has been kind of in and out of the team, struggled a bit before. I thought Santi Sassino had a great game. Um, I thought his second try in particular. Uh, obviously, it was my side of the of the ground. Um, he really, he, he, you could tell that leg drive meant he, he meant it. He got the back of that uh, mall. One stayed connected, which was hard to do because he was being buffeted and he was being moved around a bit. And then the leg drive to to, to shove himself over that line was really good. Um, and I, yeah, I, it, it was it was just pleasing to see. There were so many aspects of the game which were really just. It was just nice to see after the how pretty awful it's been over the last couple of weeks. Um, it's not. We're not saying this is the turning point. Um, there are still issues, and we're plumbing up against the very very good Northampton side. Um, on Saturday, so which will be a great test. Yeah, if if we can if we can play near enough what we did, that would put us probably close enough to Northampton where you'd hope to think the home um, yeah the home advantage the home advantage might pay a factor. Um, but they are in good form, so I'm you know we've got to go into it thinking it's going to be a difficult game. Um, but yeah, I'm just looking at the the pools as we speak, and um, so Gloucester on eight points after two games. Then we've got, <clears throat> excuse me, Lions, Cast, Claremont, Edinburgh all on five, Scarlets on zero, uh, and Scarlets were well beaten by Black Lions, and there's obviously they're they're in a, a right mess at the moment. Um, we've got Edinburgh next, and then Castor at home. Castor got a bit of a hammering um, by Edinburgh um, last uh, last weekend, um, and you'd hope to think, in the nicest possible way, you'd hope to think that if we can if we can um, put a decent side out again, that should be a home win. Uh, and anything against Edinburgh is a bonus, really. Um, you know, Edinburgh have got a decent side. few players probably underperforming, but they've got a lot of Scottish internationals on that side. And, you know, they, we're going to have to be up to it to, to get anything from the from the game. Um, obviously, Castro actually had a man sent off, I should say, as well, 10 minutes, which does always help matters. Um I mean, we mentioned it last week, Jim. Do we? Do should we? We should. Should we target this as a as an opportunity? You know, these these I, these I, I think, challenge. I cups. think the league's the league's lost. You know, yeah. we're, we're we're not we're not going to finish top four. Not now. No. Um. And you know, not unless we win all we win all our remaining games, which is just never going to happen. Um. So yeah, I think realistically. This is a this is a tournament that we could build build our performances into. I mean, goodness, mm-hmm. last season we were pretty dire, and we had that fantastic game against La Rochelle. So we we could potentially beat, you know, be four from four in this in this competition, mm-hmm. and go into the knockouts. And um, we could get lucky with a couple of easier games to carry on that that build. And yes, we're going to be coming a cu- coming up against some real quality at the business end of that tournament. But I think we we've got a bit of history there, and a, and a, some of the players have got a bit of history yep. as well. So it's it's an ideal opportunity to kind of save the season. And um, I can absolutely 
um, see, you know, George deciding that he's going to every game in this competition now, he's going to stack and he's going to stack, you know, heavy with the with with the best players he can, and and that may well be at the expense of some rotation f- for some of the Premiership fixtures. Yeah, you know, it's important. If we're seeded high in in the in the last sixteen, that lessens the chances you would assume of getting a Champions Cup team. I don't know how it's going to work. They haven't really announced it. It's very difficult to follow. And like every time I try and do this, I always get it hopelessly wrong. Um, so uh, it would be good. It would be good if we can get a good run on it. Um, final thing this week. There's been a few interesting rumours which we don't get normally. I mean, there's been you know not normally one for. Um, for rumours in terms of um, signing. So obviously we've heard before about um, Will Stewart from Bath as being a potential signing. Um, There's been talk of a signing or looking at Callum Sheedy uh, from Bristol as a a 10 for next season. The rumours are that with, unfortunately with Adam Hastings injury record that we aren't necessarily looking to um, uh, to renew his contract. Um, Although Hastings... Possibly might be back next next week against Northampton. Yeah. I mean, I hadn't realised Sheedy had been at Bristol for as long as he had. I mean, he's been yeah. there a long, long time. So it would mm. be a, I mean, considering you know he's he's not out of favour, out of form there. Um, you you'd think, I'd, I'd be surprised if he wanted to leave. If that makes sense, I don't yeah. know. It's going to be a case of I suppose what Bristol are. Are looking at yeah, are willing to coming. are willing to offer him, and they're obviously not not going to have much money left over because some of their other players are going to be on the big bucks. Mm. Um, there was also today, I think, announced or maybe yesterday, um, Thomas Williams uh, from Cardiff, the number nine and in Welsh international. Now he is someone I think. Wow, you know, if we could get him, that's a that's a hell of a statement of intent. A really exciting signing. Someone who uh, I'm not sure what his box kicking's like. Um, which, um, but if, uh, from he's, he's quite I, young as well, isn't he? Uh, 28, I think. Okay. So, you know, about, I, I would argue that that's, that's about right. You want someone with the experience that he's got. We've still got, you know, you look at Varney or Chapman, if you're saying we're going to retain those two and we've got young lads coming through, you want to have a mixture of experience and youth. And you've got a guy there who's, got a lot of experience with the limited and the sorry reduced number of teams now in the premiership we're not going to have to worry about them losing him for six nations and stuff so why wouldn't you take that gamble yeah i would say the the young lad playing for i'm trying to think now gloucester under 18s he played Mm. for gloucester under 18s at the weekend in their demolition of um of wales um the boys club of wales yeah um uh, you know lad from tommy's he looks really handy so he's in the gloucester academy setup i would imagine he's going to be stepping up to like full academy next season um and well just looking at the the 17s and the 18s and the 16s actually to a point because they were all playing at king's home um on sunday um the future is very bright you know, we have got some absolute stars. So it it may take obviously a few years for some of those lads to, to, to come on up and through, but you've got to kind of be, when you're trying to balance the books, you definitely need to be looking at those 18 year old lads in your academies and going, yeah. right, we can, we can afford to be maybe a scrum half uh, down in the squad because you've got someone in your academy squad that is, 
more than capable of stepping up when you need. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, you're right about the 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 future being bright. There are a lot of very very talented young guys in the academy setup. Um, we are blessed in that we are a bit of a rugby hotbed, and there are a lot of good, very good rugby schools in the area. So that can only be a good thing. Um, I think the other rumor that I had seen um, was um, there was a rumor around players leaving. So obviously we know that Resummit, there's almost certainly going to be heading away. Um, and the other one that I think I had seen was that there was a rumour that Ruan Ackerman might be leaving at the end of the season to go back to South Africa, but that hasn't been, I've not, that was one rumour that I think I saw uh, in the rugby paper. So again, we've got a lot of a lot of back row players that have kind of put their hands up in the last few, few seasons, uh, certainly in the last 18 months. Um, and again, Ruin has done his job. He's, he's been a successful player for us. He's been he's probably one player that we thought we would lose when his dad and all the other South Africans left. And he decided to know, stick out and stick around, um, which is to his credit. I just think maybe he's got to that point now where he could probably go home, earn a bit of money, maybe even get into the South Africa side, possibly with the whole changing of the guard um, down there. So there's an opportunity for him there. Um Final thing then this week, which is going on to the women. So there's a couple of things. First of all, what a result away to Exeter, Jim. Yeah. I mean, they wow. 19 nil up Yeah, after not very long. Fantastic start. I didn't yeah. actually see that bit. Um, and, and then obviously, as any quality side like Exeter are, mm. Um, they, you know, they had their moment, and they they came back, and then they went in the lead, and you thought, oh, here we go, you know, the crowds behind them, momentum's with them, and a really, really mature and calm kind of Gloucester Hartbury team just settled back down, um, got back into it being a bit of a um, kind of score going one way and then the other. Um, really exciting game, and then right at the death, um, Mia Venna yeah. uh, just scored an absolute worldie from the wing, kind of stop, go, pace to burn. There you go, thanks very much. And um, and you're like, you know, it ended up being, I'm not going to say comfortable, but it ended up being a really, you know, really good, a really good win um, that especially because last weekend's game with the ambulance not turning up and all those issues in the game yeah. postponement, you know, Gloucester are 10 points in the league down on where they realistically would have expected to be. You know, that would have been a five-pointer against Sale, I have no doubt. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they had the bye week in the first week and, you know, they could have been playing anyone from... Anyone that's not Harlequins, Exeter, and Saracens, Saracens yeah. and you will expect to get five points, I think, in this league for a team yeah. of Gloucester Harper's quality. So, um, yeah, it's it's kind of it, it could be really good that we're just going to sit sit down in kind of th- third, fourth, fifth place for quite a while as we're a couple of um, a couple of games down, mm. um, but. And, and maybe those those top teams kind of forget about us for a little while, and we can just carry on with our with our play. But yeah, it's really really good um, for the sort of team uh, for the team morale to um, to to have that sort of victory. And actually, it was I, I saw um, quite a few of the um, 
uh, of the women they were at um they were at king's home on sunday for the for the age group games you know just yeah just there sat down watching rugby which you know it's not something you you see all that often and they are they are just proper proper you know properly interested in in rugby local rugby and um, and getting involved in it so that was nice to see yeah, I, I have to be honest. The, um, the I was just looking at the league because I, I, I was a bit. Uh, I haven't because I know that we're obviously we're not really up to scri- up to uh, speed with the rest of the league at this point. Um, so we are on fourteen points after three games. Um, I mean, you've got to think as well. We had the Leicester win at home. You've had Exeter away with a bonus point, and then you had uh, a really difficult way away game to Bristol. So and, and any win there without a bonus point is is good. Nilled them obviously I as well. I, I don't. I don't think many teams will be winning at Bristol. No, um, other, than, other than Bristol. Yeah, um, and then you've got so we've got Sarries at top now with twenty points after four games. Fair play, but they haven't played anybody really yet. Um, I did notice that Harlequins, for uh, you know, someone who's always been there or thereabouts, struggling this season. They've only won one game out of the four they've played, and obviously we've got massive game for the women uh, coming up in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, the double header with Gloucester and uh, Gloucester Hartbury playing Harlequins at Twickenham. Um, just a quick note on on that. Um, brilliant for the game. Um, it's great that we'll see the women's team and the women's game. I think that's first as well as on the bill. So that, again, that means that 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 whole idea of you build up with the women first, get people in the ground early, and you'll get that that mass of people coming in. Maybe maybe who aren't interested in the women's game, but we'll watch some of it as the build up to the men's game. Um, and to uh, as, as a nice little side extra bit to this, they've got a new shirt for the game, which I like. It's a nice shirt, I have to be honest. It's like a candy cane, pink and white number. Um, yeah, and it's um, it's good. It's totally different from anything else the club has got, men and women. Um, and and uh, I did notice. I don't think I noticed it on the home shirt, but we've got the little star at the bottom of the badge. Uh, to represent obviously our our one our first uh, oh, title I win. Not- I haven't noticed that. Yes, I know. I didn't notice it on the home shirt. It might be there, but I've just not noticed it. But on the on this alternate shirt, shirt it has the the star on there for our our home our first win. Um, so yeah, that was that was nice to see as well. Um, it's a little bit pricey. I will be honest. I know you probably can't get away with selling it cheaper than the men's shirts, but I wonder how many people are going to buy it at sixty quid. For an Especially shirt. when they've seen huge discounts on shirts that are only a couple of months old already. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think I just do I do my usual thing of well all the girls in all the PR photos for it are all wearing a player's weight version. <laughs> You've got to be consistent <laughs> I can, and I can do nothing yeah, and, is not and, consistent. So I'll have a moment about that. I think I think it's absolutely fine. I mean to be honest, um yeah, look, let's be honest, the player's weight shirt for me is probably beyond uh, my weight category now, but um, I I agree, you know, look, it's going to be, I think it's just a bit pricey personally. I I have to say actually for the shirts generally, I think 60 quid on the top end, I think 50 quid for a a men's shirt or sorry. Yeah. A a men, a man's size shirt is probably about enough. Um, I don't know why that price point annoys me at 60 quid, but it just kind of does. Um, <laughs> it does seem that they've shot up because it wasn't that long ago they were 40, 45. 45 quid, in, yeah, they, they in, have in gone my, up a bit. In my mind, I might be completely wrong. I don't think um, you are wrong, mate. I think it was 45, 
50 quid. I remember it being a few years ago and I thought that was about right. Um, but yeah, 60 quid to me is a lot. That seems a lot of money that. Um, and, for... and, you know, they only, well, they announced it today, mm. which is Tuesday the 19th. They hinted at it later on yesterday. Yeah. So Monday the 18th. Well, as Christmas presents go, a lot of people have already spent that 60 quid <laughs> yeah. and a lot of people will have asked for something that wasn't that because they didn't know it existed. So I kind of wonder why it's so late to the party. Cause if that had been announced in November, like yeah. the beginning of November, beginning of the season as well. Yeah. The beginning of the well, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, um, they've obviously played some away games already. Um, if it's going to be their chain shirt that they wear, on a, on a on a way day mm. um so yeah it's a bit just a bit um m- maybe it was a bit last minute.com maybe it was a bit um kind of up, up in the air and the, you know design and things were being tweaked and finalized but i i, I really like it and yeah it looks good it's going to be really popular yeah it's look it looks good and i think that the fact you've got a men's version a ladies version kids version it you know that that's how it should be um and we're just now hoping and waiting for uh confirmation one way or the other i mean i think i think the rumors are that there is going to be some sort of women's champions cup thing at the end of the season that would be lovely if that can be tied in with the men's game um yeah that'd be brilliant and and obviously with gloucester if gloucester are involved if there's a reason and an excuse to go down there to watch it we're all um, over it yep absolutely um right i think that's it jim thank you very much for your time uh we've got northampton at the weekend um and then uh then we've got obviously quins in a couple of weeks time um if i don't speak to you beforehand i'm sure we might meet up on saturday possibly but if i don't speak to you beforehand have a lovely christmas and new year yes and and to our listeners and to our listeners yeah and because you know you our listeners are, are the reason we No, it's not the reason we do this the reason we do it's this a is, gift it, that keeps giving it is but yeah. i would like to say it's the reason we do this it's not it's entirely because at some point we want like access to some hospitality box probably um because we like seeing each other and chatting rugby that's exactly why we do it <laughs> and and the fact that it entertains other people is a really nice like you know chance benefit yeah we know none of us expected that bit anyway thank you very much and we will speak again all the best and uh, remember if you haven't voted please do i will keep mentioning it